0: Welcome into B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon.
1: And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma.
0: Bonnie, it's uh, we're off and running. We're one day away from the official, 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 official start of the Atlantic hurricane season June 1st. But, Bonnie, it's been anything but regular. And I'm not talking about just the hurricane season. I'm talking about 2020, period
1: yeah and you know it just continues to get crazier so yes um everything that's going on with the tropics is very on par with how 2020 is unfolding
0: (laughs) it is it's uh it's brutal so we had arthur we've now had tropical storm bertha uh again bertha listed what a total of six public advisories three official forecast advisories um she came and went we miss you um you literally formed out over the Atlantic. You came crashing into South Carolina and then nothing.
1: <laughs> yep. But, hey, you made landfall. Yep. Dumped some rain, had some wind. Good job, Bertha. Yeah.
0: Basi- you know, your basic tropical storm. And um, we weren't necessarily sure it was going to actually become a tropical storm. And then, poof, there it was. Yeah, it kind of
1: happened in the blink of an eye.
0: Literally- and you know what's funny is we look at a couple storms from last year that also did that. Mm-hmm. That looked
1: like nothing. And then an hour later, they were like, oh, by the way, this is an actual tropical storm now. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Sorry. Sorry to alert anybody. Yeah. um, And listen, we're not we're not giving the folks at the National Hurricane Center in Miami any type of crap here. We're just saying that sometimes uh, the atmosphere kind of does what it wants. And, you know, models might not always pick up on it. We'll get into that here in a minute. Um, when we talk right. about st- other stuff, but um, like we said, we're one day away. We're multiple hours. We're you know we're less than a full twenty four hours away from the official start of the Atlantic hurricane season. But Bonnie, there is one area they're looking at. However, this one could be a little complicated if things come together.
1: Yeah, we were looking at that before we started. How it's already named because it's in the Pacific. But then, is it supposed to fall apart and then reform, or what's what's supposed to happen with it? Yeah.
0: So, according to the tropical outlook uh, text from the National Hurricane Center, that came down a couple hours ago, for the North Atlantic, the Caribbean Sea, or Caribbean. By the way, do is it Caribbean or Caribbean?
1: Um, I don't know. I think it's Caribbean.
0: Okay. I know that the police are, you know, going to jump in here and you know tell us what's going on, but, um. Is it Mexico or Mexico?
1: Well, I think that we just say Mexico. Okay. Because, yeah, we'll go. Know.
0: We'll go with that. So, anyways, yeah. so there's a special tropical weather outlook issued to discuss the potential for tropical stone tropical cyclone formation over the southwestern Gulf of Mexico. Here's what's going to happen. Currently, Eastern Pacific tropical storm Amanda. Centered inland over Guatemala is forecast to weaken into a remnant low or dissipate over Guatemala or the southeastern Mexico by tonight. However, the remnants of Amanda are expected to move northwestward within a broader area of disturbed weather, possibly emerging over the southeastern Bay of Campeche on Monday. If the remnants move back over water, conditions appear conducive to support some redevelopment of the system while it moves a little through the middle of this week. Regardless of redevelopment, Heavy rainfall is obviously likely to continue over portions of uh, southern Mexico during the next few days. For additional information on the rainfall threat, please see the meteorological service um, that's in Mexico. Over the, uh, the next special tropical weather update will be issued at 3 p.m. today, so um, coming up in a couple hours. But So, yeah, this is interesting. We have Tropical Storm Amanda, who is slowly losing her strength over Guatemala and might reemerge in the Gulf of Mexico. Now, here's the question. Because it is the remnant low of Amanda, does it keep Amanda's title?
1: See, I don't know. To me, it really sounds like a reincarnation story.
0: Right. Like
1: Amanda's going to come back as Cristobal.
0: Right. Um, And, you know, they do say Amanda is a very basic name and basic girls do have a tendency to come back.
1: Well, there you go. So I just, I don't know. I kind of hope that it's like, it does make it a whole new storm and a whole right. new name. I think that'd be really cool. And like, what kind of crazy, like voodoo is that for this particular tropical storm to. Well, be it's, one thing and come back as another. No, it's not,
0: that. it's not crazy voodoo. It's 2020.
1: Can, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all explained by it's 2020. Right. Totally you know, makes
0: sense. Uh, we thought we would see clearly. And, you know, <laughs> we made those jokes in 2019. Uh, This is payback (laughs) and retribution for trying to mock the year. Um, I I agree. I think it would be really cool, though, if it does reform. My only only hesitation about naming it Crystal Ball is, obviously, it's already had a designation with a name. It's Mm -hmm. had that categorical strength. You've gone through the trouble of having to name it. But if it's Amanda, we've already had Arthur, and we've already had our B-Storm, so is this Amanda like with a I don't know gosh um, an asterisk by it?
1: Right or like Amanda 2.0 or like
0: All right or is yeah. this or do we hyphenate it and be called uh, Cristobal Amanda or Amanda Cristobal?
1: I I love hyphenating it. Let's do that. Let's do
0: that. I I'm down to do that.
1: <laughs> hyphenating it sounds great very official that's what'll go on the birth certificate i love that
0: i'm sure the world meteorological organizations like bobby and bonnie just stop right now
1: (laughs) right you're not in charge of naming storms yeah yeah
0: we've just made up our own list now we're just gonna start combining storm names
1: (laughs) well if one wants to do this like ooh, i'm gonna teeter on the line between one side of the world and the other right then We're gonna have to come up with something, but Uh, I just want to point out that we're ahead of the Pacific as far as tropical storms and stuff. We're moving through our list quite fast.
0: We are. Um, Their season obviously is much older than ours. They start, I think, in in May, uh, early May or mid May. But you know, they finally have gotten to their A storm. We've gotten our B storm. Again, our A and B storms have been pretty weak by any stretch of the imagination. But, But yes, you're right. So. Uh, yeah, Amanda hyphenated crystal ball. I'm going to have to write that down because I'm putting that in the show description. <laughs> All right. Crystal ball. Okay, there we go. Hyphenated tropical storm slash. Now, what if it becomes a hurricane or a major hurricane?
1: Right. Then do they retire both names or right. just one? Or right. Can like... we call
0: it AC or CA?
1: I think CA because it's the sea storm.
0: Okay. But it still had the rudeness of Amanda. Right. It's, it's like when you can never really get over your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend.
1: Right. Like they're still kind of hanging on.
0: Yeah. Hey, when that happens. Yeah. Just kind of cut them loose. Anyways, we digress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Relationship Talk with Bonnie and Bobby.
1: <laughs> but in our scenarios, yeah. boyfriend and girlfriends are hurricanes.
0: Yes. Which I would be okay with. Yeah, well, that keeps
1: it, it. weather-related. So,
0: Amen. So um, the chances of this actually reforming through 48 hours is me- in the medium category, 40%. Formation chance through the next five days, 50%. So we will see what happens. Um, there's a good chance that this thing does reform. Uh, so now we just kind of have to keep our eyes on the Gulf Coast um, of the U.S. to see where this thing goes.
1: It's going to be kind of exciting. It's another one of those weird right. cases that everyone's going to watch to see exactly what happens with it and, you know, how the National Hurricane Center handles it and everything. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with it. Right.
0: And there is no official forecast track with it yet. Uh, obviously, we got to wait till the scene becomes named if it does um, mm-hmm. once it reemerges. But, you know, Bonnie, you look at portions of Texas, Louisiana, and like I said, you know, the, the Gulf Coast there you guys have already had a lot of rain yeah. and if this thing forecasts to move anywhere in that vicinity, you're going to add more rain. Um, you know, this thing could also lead to an increase of severe weather threats because um, it will be, you know, bringing a lot of moisture with it, especially on the tropic side, but um, it's going to be very interesting to see.
1: Yeah. To see how this affects the Gulf coast and a few States inland. So we'll yeah. just, yeah, we'll see how this unfolds over the next week or so.
0: Cannot wait to see what happens. Well, um, I know that you're extremely jealous because you guys have had no real severe weather the last couple of days, which, right, you know, in Oklahoma, that's kind of you know a joke, but it's it's actually very true, and it's yeah. true to the point where the you know the Storm Prediction Center actually tweeted out something earlier this week saying you know we don't really have a risk category you know above slight. For the first time in a day, you know, in the month of May in a long time or even ever. And, you know, people were like, oh, well, you know, it is 2020, right? That That's what yeah. we're going to be blaming 2020 on everything. Yes. But we, you know, knew that there was going to be some strong storms out here in the Northwest. Well, Bonnie, they popped an enhanced categorical risk yesterday. And to watch the weather community up here freak out is uh, a very strong understatement. Because we were literally doing handstands and backflips, and <laughs> you know, trying to figure out when the world was happening. Because we were like, "Oh my gosh, this thing is cool."
1: That is nuts. You said that was the first only enhanced,
0: right? Right. So, um, you know, there was a thing going around. So, uh, you know, there Facebook is great for a lot of things. It's also terrible for a lot of things. But um, right. there is a very strong weather community in the Pacific Northwest, and I think it's probably because we don't really get you know, much of anything. I mean, our, our big events are wind events, snow events. Um, and that's kind of it. We occasionally get some strong thunderstorms, but it's few and far between. So one of the weather groups, somebody posted, "Well, oh, I saw on Twitter, this is the first actual, like enhanced categorical risk that SPC has ever issued for the states of Oregon and Washington. And I'm racking my brain. I'm like, that might be true. I'm like, I swear, though, that I thought, you know, I'd seen one maybe last year or the year before. So I quickly shout out, sent a, a tweet out to Evan Bentley and tagged SPC in it. Um, Evan is a guy that I know when he worked in the Portland office and now he's down in Norman. But Patrick Marsh, who is another forecaster with SPC, responded back saying, well, he, technically, yes, this is the first enhanced. Um, however, in 2006, there was a 30% Uh, categorical risk of wind and hail, which would have put it into the enhanced, you know, area. But yeah, so for all intents and purposes, yesterday was the first one. And I will say this, you go back and you look at the storm reports and the video and some of the other stuff that we'll get into in a minute here. Uh, Storm Prediction Center nailed it. Everything looks you know, really good with what they had gone through and reported. But um, Bonnie for a bunch of people in the Pacific Northwest that don't usually see super strong thunderstorms. There were a lot of people out standing underneath it, punching the hail core and thinking that this was the greatest thing ever.
1: Well, I I can only imagine. It seems like it's kind of a once in a blue moon situation. So, yeah, I can totally see everyone being like, my car be damned. I'm getting out here and I'm getting in the midst of it because right. who knows when I'll experience this again. So. That's awesome. I am super jealous.
0: Yeah, it was it was really cool. Unfortunately, I had to work yesterday. I got woken up at 4 a.m. when my phone started chiming that there was lightning in the area. Now, again, I'm a weather nerd. My area I consider to be about 600 square miles. So anytime that I get a notification, I'm like, ooh, cool, thunderstorms. Um, but we had storms moving up the southern Willamette Valley yesterday morning. We kind of knew that based on um, the high-rapid-resolution model, which was great. That thing nailed it. The GFS was was garbage. The North American model was garbage. Um, Even our, like, high-level mesoscale models were garbage Um, trying to handle this because they're like, oh, everything will happen 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Well, guess what? 4 a.m. we start having thunderstorms form, and I'm up by 5. I got to work yesterday. I'm doing Facebook Live at 6.30 in the morning. Because people are like, oh, there's thunderstorms in the area. I'm like, no, really? <laughs> no, you don't say. I noticed you you some of the you know, pictures of the clouds of the Asparagus and posted it on our Twitter page at Weather Podcast. But it was really cool to see. And, you know, I went off to work and I'm like, okay. And I just knew, like, something big was going to happen east side. And lo and behold, it did. Uh, my family's on vacation. They're in Central Oregon. They got hit by a supercell. Oh, wow. Um, Straight line winds move through the vacation area they were at, snapping trees and not just like blowing them over, but snapping them halfway up. Wow. So we do occasionally see that here in the Northwest. Um, You know, we talk about green skies, right? You know, you see it all the time in the Midwest. Under these supercells, these things were cranking out some impressive green colors. And I was saying, you a photo from a friend of mine who was out chasing. the official storm reports yesterday, you know, come in at 105, and that's for Oregon, Washington, Idaho, portions of Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, and even one in California. I don't know what California was doing, but whatever. We don't care. The- <laughs> they
1: need to back up out of this whole situation. Yeah, yeah.
0: This ain't this ain't you.
1: Um, <laughs> mind your business California. right
0: and so you know the biggest size hail that we could find officially was a storm report of two inches in diameter which you know is egg size hail which listen it's
1: pretty good size it is
0: and for the northwest that's really big yeah the dynamics were there um i saw a surface analysis gosh when i got home from working around three o'clock that you know they're looking at five thousand joules of available potential energy And, you know, to me, I'm like, okay, I'm used to, you know, thunderstorms in the 1500 to maybe 2000 range, right? It's going to pop a really decent storm. You're going to get some small hail, lots of good thunder, lots of good lightning. But when you're looking at 5,000, you know, that's, that's Midwest level stuff.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And yeah, 5,000
1: Cape is a lot of energy.
0: That's a lot of energy. And I mean, that's, that's putting a match into a tinderbox. And seeing what happens. And so the storms that were coming through Central Oregon eventually made it into this area. They did, you know, explode in strength and intensity. And it was really cool to see. But um, we have one possible tornado report. The National Weather Service um, Pendleton Office or Portland will have to go out and investigate it. By the way, Central Oregon is really weird. It's one of those places that the radar coverage is crap. And you barely you barely get it. And anything that you do see on radar is extremely high, like 30,000 feet up.
1: Yikes. And that's just what, because of like all the mountains It's it's It's
0: the mountains and it's the fact that it's literally between two radar sites. Uh, So it's, you know, again, it's one of the largest... Like
1: at the peak of the beams, basically.
0: Literally, yeah. And, you know, the Pendleton radar in theory doesn't even reach portions of the actual warning uh, of the County warning area, which again, we understand there are huge gaps in our radar system, but this is one of them. It's one of the biggest um, in the country, but for the amount of people that live in central Oregon and it's, you know, it's it's approaching somewhere probably in the half million range, which is not a lot compared to most major metropolitan cities. And it is obviously spread out over a very, very wide swath of land. But when you have, you know, supercell thunderstorms and it's detecting rotation at 30,000 feet, chances are something's probably spinning down below. Yeah. So the radar the radar at 30,000 feet did look like it had a hook on it. The velocity signature did look like there were some very tight couplets. So, you know, they're going to have to go out and... Look at this, but when you look at the photos, you got power lines blown in different directions. You have power poles down in different directions. You have trees snapped halfway up, like I said. There are other signs that you would think, okay, probably a, a low-grade tornado moved through here. So there's a great photo. I'll try and put it on our Twitter page. I think you find it of what looks like a wall of dust. And people thinking, no, there's probably the tornado was in there. So we will see.
1: Yes, yes. Find that picture. I want to see that.
0: I will do that. Um, My family, in all their excellent knowledge, decided to go on chase yesterday. Now, I'm not with them, okay? I'm a level 10 weather nerd. My twin sister (laughs) is a level 7 weather nerd. My youngest (laughs) sister is a level 2 and likes to make fun of the level 7 and level 10 in the family, and that's totally fine. (laughs) So they were like, cool, severe thunderstorm. Why don't we drive down to the meadow? where it's wide open so we can watch it. Great. Before they even get there, they get into the hail core, and this thing is dropping above quarter size hail. My niece and nephew, who are 11, are now legitimately freaking out in the car.
1: Yeah, because that's got to be loud.
0: Yeah, because it's loud, and they have no idea what's going on, and my twin sister and my brother-in-law are like, this is the greatest thing ever. This is the coolest <laughs> thing ever, blah, 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 blah. There are green skies, wind is swirling, trees are falling, and they're like, yeah, we should probably go back to the house now yeah <laughs> good call yeah so I was like so I saw the video and I was just like oh I, I feel I do feel bad for my niece and nephew because it did scare them however it is a garden variety thunderstorm yes it was severe yes it was large hail and wind but you know nothing was really going to happen because it's Oregon right nothing happens here we're, we don't get these things so people want to go see it it's like when you see storm chasers like oh take shelter and we're like no we're going to be out under the carport we're taking a video of this
1: yeah exactly Exactly. it's just just what
0: we do (laughs) so they were out doing that but uh total storm reports yesterday again 105 lots of hail lots of wind one unconfirmed tornado i will post that picture here in a little bit but um yeah it was uh it was really cool to see i'm bummed that was not out there to chase but it was legit
1: I haven't checked but do they have storm reports on top of the risk area yet cuz that's one of my favorite things to see. <laughs> um
0: they don't I don't I have not seen it yet and I need to know I got to figure out again where they have that. Cuz I know they send it out as a final product later but um
1: cuz hmm. that's my favorite thing and I just love it. It's like it's just like proof, you know what I mean? Cuz right. everyone talks a lot of smack and so it's just nice to have that to be like bam look and especially when it verifies in an area like your area that doesn't get severe weather all the time so they don't have a lot of practice forecasting right. severe weather in your climate type of area right that's just i think a huge huge w a huge win you
0: know? right well let me give you some of the be- let me let me paint a picture of the type of place that this was yesterday this storm affected areas like Terrebonne, or Terrebonne, depending on how you want to pronounce it. It went through Spray, Oregon. Yes, we have a town called Spray. <laughs> it's comedy. We have a town called Three Rivers. We have a town called Lapine. We have a town called Sisters. Sisters is beautiful. You would really like Sisters, Bonnie. Wow. It's very pretty. But <laughs> we have a town called Helix. Don't ask.
1: Look, if we're going to do this, then
0: <laughs> yes. I'm going
1: to start pulling out our names. Okay, yeah. Burns Flat, Slapout. Right. Slaughterville.
0: Yeah, what was the one that we were talking about last week off air? That makes me laugh every time that when I watch Storm Coverage.
1: Is it Goaty Bow?
0: Yeah, there it is, Goaty
1: <laughs> We have a Miami, spelled like Miami. That's but Miami. We pronounce it Miami.
0: Well, we have a boring Oregon, so
1: who comes up with these names
0: i have no idea well boring oregon is just it's classic just (laughs) for that it's sister i kid you not it's sister city in ireland is dull d-u-l-l
1: oh my gosh i cannot
0: oh i know and then there's another one gosh in japan and it's it's like sleepy or something and you're just like, oh my God. No, it's yeah. So you have Dull Ireland, you have boring Oregon and you have one other and it's and they're all sister cities just based on their names. It's very funny.
1: <laughs> I just yawned. You talking about that. It just made me yawn.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I just mean because of the names. Like oh. that's so funny.
0: But it was uh it was really cool to see. Um I'm glad that, you know, Oregon finally got some action. It was great. All my friends, you know, in the weather community that actually did go out and chase. Had a blast. Um, lots of green sky photos, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. But, man, just.
1: Oh, boy. One for the history books. Absolutely.
0: Sure. Absolutely. I mean, again, first first, you know, enhanced categorical risk ever. I I will take it. It will be something that those that went out and chased will talk about for a long time. But uh, it was great to wake up to thunderstorms here. I saw a couple flashes of lightning, some really good rumbles of thunder yesterday my inner weather nerd was satisfied
1: (laughs) don't you love that i do It's like it's a good day it's like a good full day when you have some good thunderstorms
0: it really is and you know despite the fact that i had to work and miss some of the other stuff i was okay with it because i know there will be other days to come that i can go chase
1: exactly exactly all
0: right what do you guys have coming up forecast wise in oklahoma city
1: well, for most of this week, it'll be just clear skies and warm. We're just, we're going to really start heating up um, mid to upper 80s, getting close to 90 by the end of the week. Um, we might hit 90 or 91 by the end of the week. <clears throat> and That'd we be also nice. have, I know, like I'm kind of, well, I mean, June, you know, boom, here it is. But, Um, we also have a little bit of a chance right now, itty bitty chance of at the end of the week, Friday into Saturday, maybe having some severe weather, but with that being a week out, not holding my breath, but I am crossing my fingers like a little bit.
0: That would be nice.
1: (laughs) So we'll see if that pans out. Hopefully it will, but if not some nice warm weather will work, you know, maybe we'll go out to the lake or something.
0: That'd be really nice. Well, we were warm. We got up toward eighty. Actually we I think we even punched ninety earlier earlier this last week, which was really nice wow. to kind of finally feel that summer heat. And then of course we come crashing down. And again, mm-hmm. we get we get thunderstorms when the temperature is in the mid sixties. So go figure. The amount of, you know, instable air or unstable air, I call it instable sometimes because it is. Um yeah, it works. Yeah, It, it works. works like you guys get 90 degrees and boom, it pops a thunderstorm and you have the humidity to go with it. Boom here. It's 60 degrees and we get a thunderstorm. And you're like, whatever. But again, it's a transition from really warm back into, you know, that maritime air mass that we seem to live in this time of year. But yeah. uh, we're we'll finally getting a little bit of offshore flow. We're going to heat it back up um, between now and next week. We're looking at temperatures into the mid to upper 70s. Um, sunny and mostly sunny is kind of the official call what they're thinking light winds again offshore keeps kind of the clouds away um, but it's gonna be nice and very comfortable so I will take it
1: yeah that sounds so nice it is well we have a nice week coming up hopefully there's storms in our future
0: right It'll, especially for you because I know that you are yeah. ex- a little jealous that I did get some storm action
1: yeah a little bit a lot of it jealous but yeah. you know it happens yeah.
0: I'm allowed to have some cake and eat it too, damn it.
1: (laughs) It's your turn. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, Very true.
0: Well, Bonnie, another great edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon.
1: And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma.
0: And we will talk to you guys next week.
1: Bye.